This is Working the Beat. It is Monday, December 30th, 2019, the final show of 2019. I'm Kevin Cooney, along with Mike Kern. We, we could do like a, a 1030. I'm, I'm going to be right around the corner from you. Like, yeah. Like that. I could stop. No, seriously, we should think about doing that. What are you doing New Year's Eve? Uh, it's my wife's, my wife's birthday is on uh, Wednesday. Oh, for her. Where are you taking her? Uh, I asked her what restaurant she wanted to go to. What'd she say? Cracker Bell. See, her and my wife would get along fine. Yeah. And I would not be adverse to that, especially since I got like $150 in Cracker Barrel <laughs> gift cards. cards. <laughs> we <laughs> may have to talk about that. But I would, I would say this. <laughs> I would say this. Well, you can't wait. What's Cracker Barrel going to say? I know. You know, Del Frisco's. Nice. Yeah, I know. I, and for Flemings, you know, if, if you go over, if you don't want to battle down She there, normally would go Joe's Crab Shack over Joe's, still, Joe's Crab Shack's not bad. It's not, you know, I like Joe's. Um, Hey, it's her birthday. She can go to McDonald's, man. That's... It, well, and that's the thing about her. She is, um, she's one who doesn't want super fancy. The one year we went to, um, a couple years we've gone to Outback. A couple years Outback. we we went to Ralph's one year. Ralph's is, I remember that one. I, I remember to know people, and I won't mention names, but... And I'll tell them, like, yeah, we, yeah, we're going to, like, Red Lobster. We're going to Cracker Brow. And they look at me, and they give me this look. I'm like, have you ever, like, what's wrong with Cracker Brow? Please tell me. Like, if I'm missing the point, I know it's not LeBec Fenn. I get it. But, I mean, I've had a lot of decent meals at Red Lobster. It's not, I, I understand the limitations of what you're, you're doing, but it's not horrible. I mean, I don't go there every week. Um, same thing with uh, the steak place you just met. Uh, Outback. Outback. Um, which I like better than Longhorn, even though somebody just gave us a Longhorn. They're, they're, you know. Longhorn's pretty good, though. Longhorn's probably a little bit, but I, I'm just an Outback guy. I don't know why. We don't go there a lot. Go there, you know, I was looking, because we got, my son, God bless him, gave us like a $100 gift certificate to Del Frisco's and a $20 bonus card. And I was looking, it's funny, they do lunch there. The lunch is tremendous because they got a burger. It's like 15 bucks. Mm-hmm. How good do you think that burger is? It's really good. Like I said to my wife, I said, I might get the burger. She goes, why are you doing that? I said, Gene, it's probably going to be the best. And then they got like a $19 burger that's all Angus or all aged. or So you might as well go the extra five bucks, right, and go for the all whatever. Uh, <laughs> you be you, Michael. Do you, you know what they did for me at Del Frisco's once, real quick? Go ahead. They went there on a Sunday. They have a thing where you get like a salad, uh, an entree, and a side, whatever, for like 45 bucks or whatever it was. So the girl asked me, like, what kind of dressing would you like on your salad? And, of course, I like French. And I just said, do you have French? She goes, no, but I can make it for you. I was like, what? I said, no, please don't do that. I argued with her for, like, five minutes. She made French dressing for me. That, she now that's back, saying something. Right and, and I called the manager. I went over to the manager later. And I said, I just got to tell you, I'll never remember her name. But I said, that girl made French dressing for me. <laughs> And it was good. It was like it was like good French. Dress. You are one who probably doesn't remember the names of most of your waiters or waitresses, do you? Sometimes it's it's funny. I, I so many of them. Um, I think I had a biff at Jack in the Box once. Jensen was hilarious. The one we went to in Boise, and the guy, I scared the guy. Young kid was behind. Oh no, it was actually at the hotel. And and he says, "There's no Jack in the Box." I said, "There's one. We just went to one last night." And Jensen's like <laughs> laughing his butt off. Um, I remember the one guy we had in Minnesota, me and Joe, and, and um, 
Scandinavian guy at Murray's, a real good steakhouse yeah. or Manny's. And we went back the next night. He remembered what I had ordered the night before. Did you order the same thing again? Well, I said to him, I said, hey, we saw you, how you doing? He goes, and I said, God, I'm trying to make He goes, well, you had this with this with this with this. I said, thank you very much. Give me again. I thought that that was impressive. That is impressive. All right, coming up on the show, Jack McCaffrey from the Delco Times joins us. We'll talk about, well, what do you think? We're How's Iowa about? doing? They, they, I haven't checked that out recently. Okay, I haven't been. I know Penn State's pretty Before good. we get him on the phone, I'm sure I'll look it up. Um, He'll tell us. Actually, I was coming in here to face Penn State. And that's that. they should do that. That's an awesome thing that they do is they bring that one game. They try to bring one every year. I don't know if they had one last year. And they played Michigan State, I think it was, a couple years ago. Yep. That's all. And I give credit to Jack's brother for coming in and playing Fine. that game. That's a tough game. Well, I think you'd rather go to – I know it's harder to get to Penn State – but I think there's the less atmosphere. of a home. Oh, the atmosphere at the Plesture will be. And, of course, his brother played yeah. at the Plesture yeah. many times. But with all due respect and this uh, to Iowa basketball, uh, we're going to end up talking about, well, you know, a certain guy who dominated the conversation yesterday. Mr. Scott, who put. Is he from Iowa? He's from Iowa. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, no, he's not. He's from Louisiana, actually. <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Uh, Boston Scott will talk Boston about Scott. the Eagles and going into the playoffs. So. Hey, good for them. Um, Better than the alternative. Yeah. That was close for three quarters. Obviously tied at the end of three. It was exactly the kind of game I thought was going to be. The fumble changed the whole game. Yeah. The, because if that doesn't happen, I think the Eagles probably would have wound up winning by three, six, whatever. But the fumble, then then the game was over. Because at that point, you knew the Giants weren't going to... They didn't have enough to mount that kind of a comeback. Um, but yesterday, the, the second most impressionable thing, other than the Patriots losing home, which I thought was... And I had the Dolphins getting the... But I never thought that. The dog meat Cowboys. Screw them. I actually... You lay an egg. Like, you laid an egg last week. And maybe back shoulder. I, and then you go and beat the crap out of the Redskins. Fine. Good By the you. way, we should point out that was a 20 or 13 game midway through the third quarter. Okay, but they beat the crap out. Yeah, then they ran up the score. Because they're it's... the Reds. Are you kidding me? And then the coach gets up there afterwards and says how I'm proud he is. And I understand you got to say certain things. I Doug says certain things. That, yeah, they got to say certain things. But my God, you laid an egg in Philly, a team that basically was healthy. I mean, they weren't. They lost some guys too. But had, had probably more... As much of a Super Bowl aspirations as the Eagles this year. I'd say they were probably about equal. Probably right? talent wise a little better. Yeah, but they were about even, like on the betting yeah, kind of thing. Sure. You know, whoever came out of the division, people figured could make a run at the Super Bowl. Probably figured both of them be in the playoffs. I th- that is to me what Dallas is all about. And, and look, they I know they've won division title, but that is a dog meat performance. And I keep seeing the, the, the look on Amari Cooper's face last week. When he's just sitting there on the sidelines, like, look, like, like, why, how are we losing? Not, not that you lost to the Eagles at, at Philadelphia. There's no sin in that. Nine points. Ooh, ooh. But, hey, look, you know, good for the Eagles. They did, they've played crap teams the last four weeks for the yep. most part. But they did what they had to do. The quarterback showed something, I thought, playing with me and you at wide receiver, pretty much. And maybe it was addition by subtraction. Aguilar ain't there. Alshon ain't there. And maybe you got a bunch of guys running around. Maybe you needed that. Maybe they needed that. And I'm not saying those guys are as talented as those guys. I I, I don't mean it that way. And I think the one thing that we'll have examined, too, is, you know, say what you want about the head coach. And, and you and I have said, been critical of him at times. 
and this some, year and this year yeah. and i think some of the stuff that's going on this year has been beyond the pale with, with him i think that some of the decisions were bad and and some of the the arrogance that has seemingly come up from doug but, from the from the organization from the organization but, yeah. but, but, but doug being the front guy you are correct um december doug though can coach December what, Doug. Do you see what his record is? They they had on something like ten and two. Now one of those losses was Carson's rookie year, right? When, and the other one was when they didn't play the, yeah. the Foles year. So basically, but his November record is not good. It's not good. No, so now, I don't know. October, I don't know what to make of that. You want October and November Doug to, to get fixed into more well, to resemble. They, they, well, then he's going to be Bill Belichick, right? But I look. I give him all the credit in the world. They played dog teams. They were in dog fights for all those games, pretty much. And they they played. I mean, and and Wentz looks like a different kind. And I'm not saying he's Tom Brady or, or Breeze or yet. He's not that yet. But he showed you, I mean, look at who he was throwing to. Yeah. And then you get these guys like Boston and and Miles before he got hurt. Um Sam Perkins had what four catches yesterday or something? I mean, seriously, Camp Camp Perkins, whatever. Okay, they kept kept calling him Sam. I just, next year, it's going to be really interesting to see how many yeah, of these guys are playing factors. Like, well, or or just on the team. Let me let me say that. Like, will Perkins be on the team? Why? Why, like, why won't he? What What has he not shown you? Now I know you got to go to training camp and you got to do all that. Uh, to me, um, uh, Ward has to be on the team. Mm-hmm. The other guy I'm not so sure of, Davis. I mean, you can't well, keep all these guys. Right. And um, you're going to have to upgrade. Yes, you are. And, but I mean, Ashon Jeffrey might as well just. That's going to be a problem because he's hurt. He can't. He might as well just write the check right now. They're probably going to do that, but it's going to be messy because it's going to involve money and it's going to involve their salary cap and it's going to involve what they can do. And Ertz is going to get money, I'm guessing, unless they don't sign him. Um, and you had other holes. Ertz has an extension. Is that? Did he get the extension? Yeah, he did, he did get the extension. Okay, now my bad. Um, I mean, do you, do you bring Deshaun Jackson back? Well, the interesting factor in this is, and we're getting you, way ahead of ourselves. If by you the way. win this week, Deshaun yeah. Jackson can come back. Okay, and as I, many I've noise, heard, I've heard this what? from ten people. And what's he going to do? He's thirty some years old. Hasn't played in four months. And you're going to put him in against Frisco or Green Bay and say what? Run down the field real fast? I mean, really? And he's going to what? Grab his hammy on the second time he takes? I mean, that's wonderful. He can come back. Why? I mean, and I'm not saying that to be like, if he can play, I guess you play him because you're paying him a lot. But really, what do you expect him to do? Having played one game this year and a half. Yeah. So now, now all of a sudden he's going to be your savior? Come on. I don't think so. Yeah. All right. We'll get to all these topics uh, with Jack McCaffrey. We'll also talk some Sixers because Jack covers the Sixers. Oh, that was interesting. And this yeah. is this was a lost weekend for the boys. But, in, they, but they beat the Bucs on Christmas, which got them into the finals, I think. That's what they told me. They beat the Bucs. They are. They are. They're good. They're, they're, they're a very good they're, basketball team. There's something missing. That is is exactly right, and I still think some of it has, and I could be totally wrong about this, the Jimmy Butler, J.J. not being there, mm-hmm. and they said we're going to transform our team, but they still shoot 33 threes a game. I, I, you can't have it both ways. 
I think JJ is going to be back on this team. I do too. And I think they're going to have to. Adjust and I don't know things. if that's a good or a bad. Like I don't know. You know, because then you 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 lose something defensively. What does Tobias Harris give you? <sighs> he's a ver- he's a good player. Look, I'm not going to knock Tobias Harris. But is he, he worth that contract? But that wasn't the point. You had to do it. If you let him and Jimmy go, what are you doing? You're starting from scratch? What, what do you do then? Well, I think you had to prioritize, and you probably should have prioritized Jimmy. But but I don't. I think that was more than month. I think that was there was more to it than that. I understand. Tobias could be an all star this year. <clears throat> I mean, he's, he's a quasi all star. The problem with Tobias, I think, is he can't do it every night. He's not that guy every night. What was that dunk against uh, Miami? I didn't. Like, I didn't see it. Beth. 20 seconds left. You basically can run out the clock or just go to the foul lines. Then he tries the showboat dunk, clunks it off the back rim, and that leads to the three at the other end. That's how Miami... Oh, well, I didn't know this, Kevin. Oh, yeah. Oh, I I, I just saw the, the very oh, end of the up, game. They were up two. Uh, Miami missed a shot. Simmons outlaid past was the it an open? Was it an open dunk? Like, well, was he I mean, all by there, was somebody, there was somebody cutting under him. Should he have laid it up? No, honestly, he should have pulled out. And no, see, I don't know. I don't agree with that. No. Because 20, you were under 20 on the shot clock. Right, but or, then you're assuming he's going to make two or or at least one, which he might have. No, I, I don't have any problem, unless it was a stupid shot. Like, if you're telling me it was pretty much, if, if, if he was going up to dunk the ball, then to me, you do it. But you better make it. Yep. All right. I well, didn't realize that's how this. Oh, it was bad. I saw the last play. I saw the, the play with under 500. On the road, and they still got a decent road, road trip coming up. That here. game doesn't bother me. It's a back to back the Orlando at Miami, game, the Orlando, Orlando game. game, and that was here. Here's where I'm stupid. I write for a betting website. I, I you got to bet Orlando because you knew the Sixers were going to do that. Yeah, you. I mean, I didn't know they were going to lose, but I guess in the line they were probably nine. Was it that much? I don't know. I don't know either. But I mean, how many times have we seen them do that? Yeah, too much. All yeah. right. Coach, 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 head coach. All right, back with Jack McCaffrey after this. All I'm working the beat. We're going to reach the sports fans of Philadelphia in a brand new way. This is Kevin Cooney. Each week, the Working the Beat podcast with Mike Kern and I brings the hottest topics into this sports craze town with the people and the events that shape the landscape. Now, your business could connect with those people by advertising on the Working the Beat podcast. Join us at 267-546-7277. Or email us at workingthebeat at gmail.com to find out how you can reach out to this growing audience. It's the best sports talk in Philadelphia, and you can be a part of it. That's 267-546-7277 or workingthebeat at gmail.com to join the Working the Beat podcast family. And joining us now on the phone from the Delco Times, he covers the Sixers and the Eagles. He covers everything in Philadelphia sports, literally everything in Philadelphia sports. It's Jack McCaffrey. Jack, how are you? Hi, Kev. Hi, Mike. What's up, big boy? Happy ho, ho, ho. And you too. Uh, I got an air fryer, baby. Yeah, he got an air fryer. <laughs> that's his big Christmas gift. Uh, yeah, that sounds like that sounds like a, a good time, doesn't it? Jack, my wife got diamond earrings. I got an air fryer. She won. She won. You lost. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. That air fryer, it, 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 you can make some good French fries. On that's there. what everybody you tells me. There you go. I'm excited. Yeah, sounds uh, good. Uh, Jack uh, was up at the Meadowlands uh, yesterday. All right. You, you had a tweet late in the game of 
and I know you with the sarcasm, like, oh, my God, the Giants melded it when they saw the Eagles in a big spot. Um, I mean, what did you see out of that game for, from the Eagles in the fourth quarter, especially, and the young players that have come in here that have kind of changed the outlook of this season? Mm-hmm. What I saw, Kev, was obviously you saw the young players, the, the practice squad guys, the waiver wire guys succeeding. That's what you saw. How I interpreted it was that, wow, they can put anybody in there, and Carson Wentz, with the way he's playing right now, can make them look good. It's not these young, inexperienced practice squad players making, you know, you know, these plays. It's it's Carson Wentz producing despite all this lack of of weapons around him. And what you've seen really in the last four weeks is is everything that you were you heard and were promised about Carson Wentz. It got it got to the point where where guys in the press box were just shaking their head. Guys were just coming off the street, it seemed like, making plays, and Carson Wentz was putting the ball right there. This this last three or four weeks, no matter what happens to the Eagles now, they've come out of that season knowing that, that Carson Wentz was pretty much as they expected him to be. And to be able to do it without, you know, Jeffrey and, and Deshaun Jackson and Jordan Howard and, and everybody, Aguilar and Ertz, to be able to put basically understudies in there and be just as successful and, ju- and just as precise and in a big spot, to me, said, said more about Carson Wentz than it did about those young guys making the plays. Jack, in, in a strange way, was it almost, because we heard there was so much turmoil, we didn't know, you know, there was supposedly guys riding on Carson, the, the ESPN reporters and whatnot. When I when Aguilar and Alshon weren't there anymore, even though they're more talented than these guys, uh, was it almost like addition by subtraction that maybe without that hanging around, you just go out and play? <laughs> It wasn't almost like that. It was exactly like oh, that. Okay. And, and even and even people from like inside the ropes would tell you there was a renewed atmosphere. Let's face it, the, Jeffrey and Aguilar were pass droppers, and 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 that Eagles team could have had eleven wins if those guys would have just caught the passes that Carson Wentz was putting right there. So they those they were going nowhere with those two guys. They. They were able to find players that at least were as talented and were more likely to catch the ball. Those two in particular were dragging the team down. Now they obviously have a lot of talent and they made great plays during a Super Bowl season. And as you get to the playoffs, you're thinking in the back of your head, uh, you know what? I wouldn't mind having that experience or, or, or those achievements with me. But uh, you know, there, there was once the younger players stepped up and had their opportunity and Wentz made them look good. There was positively a renewed and improved atmosphere in that locker room. And I'm in there a couple times a week and on every game day and it was noticeable and it was mentioned from both inside and outside the team that that's what was going on. Jack, probably the offensive coordinator we all figured was gone a couple weeks ago. Maybe the quarterback's coach, maybe even defensive coordinator. Did the offense, I mean, like, did they do different things? Did the offensive coordinator do enough to, like, go to for the Eagles say, yeah, we think this can work? Maybe you're going to, especially if they beat Seattle. 
he's definitely not in trouble. Okay. If anything, he he may have he get, may get some looks from around the league. Okay. There's, there's more talk about him getting looks as a head coach than there is about the Eagles firing him. Uh, did an excellent job late in the season, and I go back to what I just said earlier. If there weren't so many drop passes earlier, he wouldn't have looked as bad as he did. So yeah, it's uh, any any indication that these assistant coaches are on the hot seat. Is uh, is inaccurate? Is the way I say it. And, 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 and matter of fact, they're they're they've been very successful this year. Given you saw yesterday, that that team was so much more well coached than the Giants. It was ridiculous. What is it about December, Doug Peterson, that makes his teams respond as opposed to maybe October and November when it looks like his teams are out the lunch a little bit? Yeah, that's a great question. It, it, it's really tough to, to put a handle on. Um, you have to agree, and we all know it, and the Eagles know it, and everybody knew it. You looked at this schedule, and you saw that it was going to be more difficult in certain times and possibly a breather down the stretch. Now, not to take anything away from the Eagles, but the last four or five weeks, they've been basically playing against lame duck coaches, for, uh, with the exception of Dallas, who wound up their coach was uh, – let go anyway, but basically a lame duck coach. They at least were planning for something, but they were playing against teams with lame duck coaches who weren't had nothing to play for. Let's be honest. That schedule was soft down the stretch. It was also a possibility there was problems. You had to step up and win. But to answer your question, this particular year, Kev, the schedule definitely broke in their favor down the but, stretch. But Jack, they, they this play the varsity now. right? But Jack, if you look at it, it's now three years where his teams down the stretch got better. I mean, you know, you look what happened last year after Wentz got hurt. Foles comes in, they make the playoffs. Look at two years ago when when Wentz gets hurt in in, in Los Angeles. Foles comes in, and they they didn't play great, but he made the adjustments needed that got him on the Super Bowl run. It, it, there's something about the way he is able, and even his first year, they played better down the stretch than they did in that big middle portion, which had the Bengals game and all that. There's something about the way he coaches down the stretch that, that seems to work. Yeah, that's why I said this particular, I used the word particular. This particular year, the uh, the answer was that the schedule got soft. Yeah. The, 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 the Super Bowl year, the answer was they were a great team prior December they were just great all mm-hmm. along and then they, they they definitely played well at the end last year was not yet last year was was interesting the way that, and, and you make a very good observation that they uh they're pretty consistent throughout the course of the year they've got a pretty good attitude they've got pretty decent veteran leadership around the, there they don't panic uh there's a there's a value to having won the Super Bowl so they know that okay if we hang in here we hang in well, Good things can happen. Uh, Doug Peterson's a very good coach. He he gives them certain times off. He gives them a break once in a while. He he, he conditions them sort of the fact that they're at their strongest coming into the stretch. Mm-hmm. All of the above. I, I'd say all of the above, and to, to pinpoint any one of them it would be, be tough. But it, it's certainly an, an accurate observation that they don't collapse at the end of the year like some teams do. Okay, so Jackson, now we we get a home game where the Eagles have played much better home, at least the defense has recently, against a team that came in here a month, a little over a month ago, I guess, and you held them to 17, but you didn't score much. Um, and they're a little banged up at certain positions. And it's basically a pick-em game. 
I think, and maybe I'm nuts because I'm usually the guy who goes here. I think the Eagles have a really good shot to win this game because I think the only way Seattle wins is if Russell Wilson beats them. What, what is your initial observation? I think Frisco would have been a much tougher challenge. My initial observation was similar to what, what you pointed out, is that, that that betting line is kind of uh, favors with you have to think Eagles when you saw that betting line come out as a pick or the Eagles even favored in some places. That mm-hmm. surprised me a bit. And it surprised me a bit for the reason I just mentioned a couple minutes ago. All hats off to the Eagles for what they were able to do to, to become nine and seven and, and win the division and win a playoff spot. That 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 schedule down the stretch was not really of high NFL quality. What you're going to wind up seeing now in the playoffs is obviously a playoff team, a winning team. You're going to, you're going to run across a Pete Carroll coach team. Pete Carroll knows his way around a postseason, and. If we don't want to go back into ancient history, you remember when, when Buddy Ryan could never win a playoff game? Yep. The reason yep. the reason is because the coaches ratcheted up. They they everything is more precise. Everything is more is more difficult uh, for teams to, to achieve. You know, obviously, the Doug Peterson knows his way through a postseason too. So I'm not saying he's unqualified, but what I'm saying is you're not facing Pat Shermer and an interim coach in, in Washington and, and Jason Garrett, who basically was fired on Thanksgiving and didn't, never was told about you're going against championship minded teams. And in this specific case, a championship minded team with a, a, an absolute premium quarterback who is a total problem. You're going to have a problem with this guy. You're right. They only scored 17 points on the Eagles. I think it was five weeks ago, but they had several drops in that game. That easily could have been 30 points for, for Seattle that day. Uh, you're looking at a real, in my, my, I will dismiss my observation of the betting line and say the Eagles are looking for at a real problem in Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll, and an 11 win team with championship ops, uh, aspirations. Yes, they're injured. The Eagles are also injured. The injuries will, will be a, a whitewash. Uh, Seattle wins that game. Jack, if Seattle wins, and let's say it's like um, 24-14, yeah. something like that, how do people view the Eagles season then? I can tell you how I view the Eagles season. Okay. As, as one of, of, of achievement. You, you came out of this season knowing – that Carson Wentz could get through an entire season healthy. Mm-hmm. You get through this season seeing Carson Wentz win at least one do-or-die game down the stretch in a big spot on national TV. The, 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 the Cowboys game was a playoff game. Winner, if you win if you lost, you're out. So that was a, an elimination game. He won that game. He was able to, as I brought up earlier, uh, win with, with – players who were earlier in the year were on the practice squad. You come out of this season with a renewed confidence or at least an underlined emboldened confidence in Carson Wentz, who's only been into the league four years. He'll be heading into his fifth year next year. If you come out, no matter what happens now, they've come out of this thing knowing that Carson Wentz can lead them on a playoff drive and into the playoffs. And that is, different from 
hoping. They were hoping. They thought that it was possible before. They assumed it was possible. They paid them as if it was possible. But now they know it's possible. So you're coming out of this season knowing that you've got Carson Wentz. It's exactly what you expect them to be. You also have Miles Sanders, which you weren't sure what he was going to be. How about the way he played in the second half of the season? Basically becomes a rookie of the year candidate. So now you've got very positive uh, results coming out of this season, no matter what happens at this point. They're not going to win a Super Bowl, let's face it. No, they're not going to win a Super Bowl. I wouldn't be scared of Pete Carroll. To be honest, after watching Pete Carroll again last night, after watching Pete Carroll in some spots, and I know Jack laughs at me because he thinks I try to fire every coach at some point. Well, you do. I do. You do. Like, the mistakes that Pete Carroll makes in big spots, like he did last night where he couldn't get his team on the field on first and goal from the six-inch line. Second and goal. Or second and goal from the six-inch line, yeah, because they had the spike. That can't happen to elite-level coaches. It just can't. He's, he's, uh, you can pick him apart on certain plays here and there, but he's uh, you're you're going against a pretty decent. Coach you're going staff. against a great motivator. Yeah, yeah, you're going to get. If this is going to be this is going to be a tough game, if, if, if oh, I get it. Now coaches them. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked. Well, I mean, I, I said the same thing. Doug Peterson, pretty pretty accomplished himself. The so. interesting thing will be, you know, Seattle was one foot away from having. You know, I, what would they have been? The third they would have been the third seed. Okay, but they would have been staying home. Right now, you got to go all the way across country. And a great, great hit. By oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's called major league sports. Those right. two major league players stepped up and made an absolute stone cold classic hit. Yeah, uh, give them credit. Yeah. yeah, it reminds me of Donovan, though, throwing to a receiver who's one yard short of the goal line, but that that's okay. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> but they now they got to fly across country to play on the road. And I'm not saying they can't do it, because I think Russell Wilson can do it. But I'm just saying, I'm just wondering what Seattle's kind of frame of mind is going to be this week. That's a great question. That's and they've lost question. three or four coming in. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, they're sputtering. Their frame of mind, the travel across country is, is not that big a deal. They're not going to be standing around an airport eating $1.99 nachos. Like us? They're going <laughs> to be chartering out. To, they're going to fly into Philadelphia. They're going to get luxury bus to a luxury hotel. To a Marriott. Yeah, fair enough. To a Marriott. Yeah, they're not going to be, it's not going to be, the travel's not going to be an issue. But you make a fair point. Their, their, their mindset after coming that close yeah. to, to then just crank it up the following week, uh, I would have confidence that, that Russell Wilson is the kind of guy that can get them back settled down. And, and you, say, hey, you, you guys have been around. Once yeah. the game starts on Sunday, it, it's all new game. The one thing game anymore. The one thing I'm pretty confident in, though, I don't think Seattle's going to be able to run the ball. I don't think Marshall, because the Eagles are pretty good against the run, and especially at home, so I think Russell's going to have to throw the ball a lot and make yeah. plays, yeah, they and he did, can do that. They did, and they do really good jobs on power backs. I yes. mean, that Saquon yesterday, yeah, he breaks that big run, but they it. did a great job of, of. He was brutal yesterday, with he, the exception of one. Yeah, with, with, yeah. You're right. I don't think the beast is coming in here and rushing for no. like 80, 90 it, yards. I don't yeah. see it, Jack. While I'm on the subject of firing coaches, let me get to the Sixers. Um, <clears throat> all right, all right. Vino's safe for this yeah, week. Yeah. How do you explain? <laughs> how do you explain? And, and, and Girardi. Well, Girardi gets at least two games. Exactly. 
How do you explain what happened in Orlando and Miami? Okay, well, you saw the Miami game. It was it, that game could have gone either way. You're also a pretty good team. Jimmy Butler is a really good player. Yeah, he is. <laughs> they should get guys like that. Him. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he can get you on one night. Well, what you don't need from Jimmy Butler is to have him in your locker room 82 nights a year. Then that becomes, <laughs> that becomes you know, so so uh, you, you 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 cross your fingers and you say, thankfully, I got to play against him what three or four times a year. Mm-hmm. Even though he missed some big foul shots down the stretch, he just made some. But the Orlando game can't happen, play. Jack. The Orlando game can't happen. It's the NBA, though. Why, why, That's the NBA. You can't lose a basketball game. What do you, you, you can't look like slop. What do, you, what do you want to do? Fire the coach because they lost a game? They have too many nights like that, Jack. It's the NBA, they have Kevin. They many nights like that. They won 52 yeah. games two years ago. They lost to Orlando twice this year, and Orlando's yeah. dogmate. So, so it's a basketball game. You lost the game. They came. They were coming back after that big Fire the coach. Game. <laughs> yeah, now all of a sudden I got to fire Brett Brown over losing one game. They're so, they're fifteen to it all. They're fifteen to it all. They're, they're, they lost they, they lost a couple of one point games in Florida, and they're seven and ten on the road. Now you want to now you want to they have a bad fire. road team. Who are you going to bring in? Hey Jack, let me, let me ask you this because you're a lot closer to this than I am. Is there a way that they could have bought Jimmy and Tobias back? Perhaps even JJ. I don't know, like how all the the, the but could they have made it work? Because I'm looking at it as you lost. Sure, some t- that was that was the story all along. They absolutely could have made it work. And and, and why did they choose not to? They went with Horford instead, and, and, yeah. and they chose not to because because Jimmy's uh, Jimmy. Jimmy, they chose not to, and Jimmy also chose not. to. I got gotcha. you. It was a mutual decision. Jimmy wasn't high on on Brett Brown, vice versa. Jimmy was not high on Ben Simmons, vice versa. Ben Simmons got a lot of weight around there, yeah. and I'm not saying he made that decision, but it was a, it was just a, it was time to go. So yeah, what they, confuses they, me they, is, yeah. and and I understand the moves, I get it. So now we're going to be a defensive team that's built for the playoffs. We're not built for the regular season. Okay, fine, and winning the playoffs, but you're still taking 33 threes a game some nights. What, what I'm saying is, if you go to Game Seven with Toronto. Lose on a four-bounce ball by the best player in the game at that point, and they go on to win the title. It would seem to me you were pretty close to being that team. You know why wouldn't you? But I, I get it. All the reasons you said, I un- I totally understand. But man, that just seems like I almost want last year's team. He was Jimmy Butler had a very minimal to negative interest in coming back. To okay, the that's fair enough then. Absolutely, you absolutely saw that on the day that of, after the season when they had individual meetings with, with the coaching staff and Jimmy Butler came out and was given 29 opportunities to say, I want nothing to do other than to come back to Philadelphia. He gotcha. refused to say that. This was, again, this was, this was, my timeline is pretty accurate. This was mm-hmm. within the same general few hours where they were all told that Brett Brown was coming back, mm-hmm. no matter what. It was, and he comes out and and has opportunities to say, "I'm coming back." He would not do it. We pressed him on, you know, his 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 um, opinion of Brett Brown, and he said he's got a good heart. I'm paraphrasing, yeah. obviously. His heart's in the right place. 
Uh, that was his way of saying, I'm not coming back and playing for Do you him. think, Jack, also there's a part of Jimmy that wants to be the guy? Like here, he well, wouldn't have been the guy. I mean, Embiid's the guy. But him and Embiid are friends. Oh, yes, no, I get that. The guy, the guy is not is not the, is not the noun. He wanted to be the point guard. Oh, okay, okay. The only way, the only way that they were able to even have a chance to beat gotcha. Toronto last year was to put the ball in his hands. That is true. And this is if 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 Brett Brown had was going to do anything, he was going to try to have to give that ball back to Ben Simmons because Ben Simmons was going to become a total pain in the you know what yeah. if he wasn't if that ball wasn't in his hand. Jimmy Butler was not. Underline not going to let that ball be in Ben Simmons' hands. <laughs> it was going to be. It was going to be an absolute World War Three if that happened. How so they had to decide, You know who's my point guard going to be? Me? I'd have tried. Probably would have taken Jimmy Butler and told. Ben Simmons, right? <laughs> but you know they they chose they chose Ben Simmons and they got a good player out of it. Though, sure. And they decided to go with, with Horford instead. But Jimmy Butler and Ben Simmons were not going to coexist with point guard by committee. And what was going to happen is Jimmy Butler was going to say, I'll take that ball. Thank you. You go do something else. And it, was, it wasn't going to work. This yeah. is a couple prong question from me. There are 35 games in. Okay. So Excuse yeah. me. right around the midway point. One third. Well, a little over one third. A midway Cl- point. They're getting close. Yeah. They're getting close to the midway point. Okay. Which seems incredible to me. How critical is it for them if they're going to make a run in the playoffs to get the two seed and have those first home court in those first two series as opposed to having to go what what they've done the last two years? Well, and I say that they're already four back in the loss column, but Miami and Boston. Mm -hmm. There's time. And 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 they'll make, they'll make, they'll make uh, obviously an addition at the, trade deadline they're going to bring a shooter in here but so might other teams there's already talk of boston's looking at yeah yeah. but you're you're right i mean brett breaks it down into you know segments pre up to christmas and then christmas to the all-star break and the all-star break so you're in that middle segment it's it's time here i'm gonna insult your intelligence it's if you want to make a run at that number two or number one seed which i guess that number one seed is going to be pretty tough to get it yeah there's seven back in milwaukee yeah the number two seed you want to make a run at it uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to hold their hand. Go win some games. Go yeah. get the number two seed. Go, go do it and achieve. Can they? And, and, can and, they win a second round series having to play a game seven, perhaps on the road? Absolutely, as long as they're healthy. <laughs> Why not? They're healthy. They, they and and assuming that they bring in this because they don't season. play well on the Kevin, road. They are a Kevin, team Kevin, Kevin, count to ten and timeout. Yeah. Kevin, you're yeah. taught. You're making it sound yes. They, they're they're not. But that you're just saying, cool. Can they go win a game seven? What the answer is no. They they have no chance if they're playing in Boston or wherever or Miami. They went to game seven last year and lost on four bounces to the team that won the championship with the best player in the game. They were a better and, team last year. You still got forty five games. Can't win a road game. Yeah. Here in December. Would I rather be at home? Sure. Right. You know, well, well. Yeah, they ask me this. Where is ben, uh, um, Joel Embiid's health going to be at that point? Yeah. I mean, if, if he's healthy, uh, they could beat anybody on any night. They, yeah, and, uh, he ain't never going to be a hundred percent healthy. Like we want him to be healthy. That's just part of it, I think. Yeah, there's gonna be little load management and all that yeah. stuff. So he will. Uh, yeah, th- yes, they're capable of. Do they want to get the number two seed? Of course. If they can't, what are they supposed to not show up? They'll they'll be okay. They they could win games. 
depends on who, who the matchup is. All right, last question from me. I'll, okay. uh, I'll move you to the Phillies. Now that pretty much most of the winter moves have been made, yeah. what place are they in the in the National League East? Better than than, than mo- the, the the general consensus. I'd say second or third, second in in, in the hunt for the uh, wild card, one of the wild cards. And and the reason is this. This is my opinion on this. All of us, and that doesn't mean me and you, it means the press, the, the, the players, other management, baseball people, we weren't all that wrong on what we saw from the Phillies heading into last year. Everybody was, the consensus was, that was a team that was ready to make a run. It turned out to be a weird, cockamamie problem of a season with a an inept pitching coach, Talking inept Amy. hitting coach, a, 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 a manager that wasn't right for the team, tremendous injury problems, the loss of McCutcheon, and things just spiraled out of control. My opinion is you, you, you reset the table, you add Gregorius, who's a, is an absolute value in the clubhouse, not a problem in the clubhouse like Hernandez was. You add him. You add Wheeler without really having giving up anything. You you bring in an, uh, the premier manager who was available out there. It was either him or Madden. Mm-hmm. You've got one of the two premier available managers who's not going to tolerate losing like that last guy did. You've got, you've got a former manager now as the pitching coach. Uh, the injury problems cannot possibly be as bad as they were last year. So, yeah, I, I, I look at it as, as you might, like you look at a horse racing sheet and you see a bad race in there on, on, on a team's past performances. You take a pencil, you scratch your line through that and say, I'm, dis, I, I, I'm ignoring that. And that's the way I'm, I, don't, I may be wrong, but that's what I'm going to do with, with the 2018 Phillies. So I tend I'm to think like, I tend I'm going to take like a pencil. I'm going to take a, I'm going to draw a line right through that season yeah. and say, let's reset the table and add Gregorius and Wheeler to it. And you're going to be several games better, enough games better to be in the wild card. And, That's my opinion. Yeah. And maybe not be better than the Braves or nah, whatever. I think the Nats are going to take a step back just because, I could be wrong. And I think the Mets, you know, the Mets have the boot temp, but they always seem like they get injuries. You know, five guys go down at some point. I agree with you, Jack. I'm not, I don't think they're going to be world beaters, but I could see somewhere in that like 86 win range, um, 86 to 87, 80, you know, somewhere in there that just keeps you interested through the whole thing. And then maybe, maybe this year they get a little more aggressive at the trade deadline, make a real run at it. Uh, I could, I could easily, fellas, I could easily stand to be corrected here. It, 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 get back to me in August and say, Jack, remember you said to throw out 2018. Well, I, I, that's why I'm throwing out. I'm, tw- I'm throwing out Gabe Kapler <laughs> and, and Chris Young and Malley and, and, and Hernandez and throwing all that out and saying, let's start again. And then, and then we let, wait a minute. We let Peterson coach the last three games here against the Marlins because <laughs> he's good. If they, if they if they don't make the playoffs, is there a new GM? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, you know, how clear was that at, 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 the, uh, at the crazy John Middleton press conference? My he favorite press that. conference of the year, Jack. Oh, that was, that was just. That's that saying was something. That was so, that was so stunning 
that am I wrong? I could be wrong on this. I don't think we've seen Middleton since, have we? Uh, I don't think he's commented publicly. Oh, no. you won't see Paulie no more. No, you won't see Paulie no more. They, 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 they tucked him away in the back room. We should, wow, they must have gone upstairs after that one and said, "What a disaster that was." Hey, Jack, when was the last time? When was the last time you've heard from Hallie Roseman? You haven't. No. <laughs> You know what? How about him coming up with all these guys that you, the Boston Scotts and the Greg Wards and Josh Perkinses and so here you go. People like to to, to kill Harry Roseman, but boy, I tell you what, when they had all those injuries, he certainly had guys ready to replace them. Jack McCaffrey of the Delco Times joining us. Jack, Happy New Year. Uh, we should point out Jack's brother Fran it will be bringing his Iowa Hawkeyes to the Plaster Saturday. White Lightning, right? Is Correct. White Lightning. It's Saturday. Yeah, yeah. It'll be a great game against Penn State. And, uh, against Penn State. It'll be I'm looking forward to it. And it'll be a, that'll be a packed house. I'm assuming at the Lester, right? Oh yeah. Doesn't yeah. get any better than the pack. Does no. not get any better than a packed house at the Lester. Ten, ten and three are the Hawkeyes at this point. Correct, Jack. Yeah, ten to three. Yeah, ranked uh, nationally ranked again. How many tickets did your did your brother have to get? How many tickets you think, was he on the hook for this week? I don't know. I don't even want to ask. Him. Yeah, <laughs> just as long as he's got two for, just as long as he's got one for Jack and Sherry. That's it, right? Uh, uh, even, if, even if he doesn't, I think I know how to sneak into the flesh. You've done that once yeah. before. Yeah, I was like fifteen. Yeah. Hey, good luck down there on on the weekend. Uh, fun with it. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Jack. Appreciate it. Jack McCaffrey joining us from for people who don't the Delco Times. No, Jack goes to like how many Iowa games a year? A lot. Where he drives to Iowa. He drives to Des Moines. He goes catches his them nephews at, now, right? Or, or his play, two nephews playing. are playing. Right. One one's pretty good, right? Or wasn't he? One is their best player. Yeah, in high school he was really good, right? Right. He was like yeah. Mr. Iowa basketball. So, yeah. I mean, and for people that don't know, his brother was a great at LaSalle. Now he was one. He was a great high school player. I mean, right. there's no doubt he went to Wake Forest. He played at Wake Forest, right? But in high school, uh, he I think it was White Lightning, wasn't it? Was his? It was White. I know. I that, that's before my time. It was like White something, because you know he's Caucasian. I mean, it, it, he was really, really good. Uh, Might have played with Pat McClune. He it, did actually. Yes. Pat, Pat mentioned that. Yes. Pat, I am sure will be at the Palestra on Saturday. Uh, I tell you what, I remember I played some little pickup uh, back in my day where I could play. Pat Barnett Wright. Pat could play a little bit. Yeah. Pat was, yeah, he, he could hoop it. So Bobby Cooney could, we had some hoopers at Bobby the Bobby can News. hoop it. I know Bobby. Bobby can hoop it. Yes. Bobby has a great outside jumper. I was the point guard. My job was basically to run up the court as fast as I could and get the ball to somebody. All, all, if, that, all that by Jack Shore. Well, Jack was the shooter. Yeah. Jack wasn't the guy running up. up the, no, but Jack was the yeah. main person uh, behind those. Jack scored more points at the Plusher than anybody. anybody. We got to get Jack on one. One time. We should. We should. Now Especially we now it's going to be college basketball season at some point. Yeah, once the... Uh, once what's the what's his called? Off the boards? Jack Shores off the boards for Glenn Papazian's website? I believe so, yes. yes. Um, so we talk with, with Jack about, obviously, the Sixers. I know you guys think I'm overreacting. I just You always overreact, Kevin. You you say that all the time. You say, I know you guys think I'm overreacting. You had Brett Brown fired after two games of a season. Really? Because you 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 say like you that game Friday night well you'll sit there you say we could be two months from now you'll be but you know, that game against Orlando that shouldn't happen they've lost of two course it's Orlando like that. I will guarantee you if I go through the Clippers the Lakers give me the top six seven teams in the league I will guarantee you I could point to two or three games where you'll say how did they lose that game 
It's the NBA. You're not going 82 and zero. I get you, it. No, you don't. No, I do. But no, you don't. It you shouldn't have. Should it have happened? No. Absolutely not. Should you lose 10 of your first 17 But on your the road? reaction is to say, Let's, well, the coach got to go. See, that's where you take it to a different level. See, that, that's, yes. I've given them enough time. No, enough time what? You're going to fi- fire a coach where you have you have playoff aspirations, championship aspirations, and 35 games in the season, you're going to say, you're, you're done. No. If they, were, if they were 13 and 15, yeah, maybe. I'm telling you right now, you could, yeah, look, Brett Brown's not going anywhere until the end of the year. Right, we we all agree exactly. On that. So why are you worried about it now? But I'm telling you right now, nothing's going to change. That, nothing with this team is going to change. He may not be the coach that can take you that next step. He nothing not, is going to change. He may not be, and then they'll deal with it at that point. They'll say we don't think you're the coach. And as I always say, tell me who the next one is, because don't tell me you, you, you're getting rid of this guy. Tell me who the next one is. Because if it's like if the Giants go out and hire, they got rid of what that McAdoo and hired Shermer. So <laughs> you might as well have kept McAdoo and saved yourself some money. Now if they do the right thing now and go out and hire Matt Rule or or Mike McCarthy or the Patriots, although Patriot coordinators don't tend to do well, um, but you know they, you make tell them. So if the, if Brett Brown is not the coach next year, just tell me who is. And I'm sure there's probably a lot of good candidates out there. And there's also a lot of not-so-good candidates. And then it becomes the onus of Elton, who's, who seems like he does a, you know, a fairly good Although he's still, look, he's built a team. They have a team that as long as those two guys are here, they're going to be talked about as a championship contender, especially coming out east. Um, let's see. Let's see what happens. Let it play out. Let them lose in the second round if that's what's going to happen. Or let them lose in the third round. Or God forbid, maybe they get to the finals. And then he, and then you're going to get more Brett Brown. So, you know, I mean, you can't you, you can't react off one game or two games in an 82-game schedule. Just like with the Phillies. There, there were times this year where you go, oh, my God. And they did get rid of the guy eventually. But you got to let it play out. The bad franchises, most of the time, are the ones that make the knee-jerk reactions. Now, St. Louis Blues won a Stanley Cup last year, but that hockey's a little bit of a different, it is a different animal. type animal. But, you know, show me the team that makes midseason moves as coaches that, that, that it turns out good in the NBA. In the know. NBA, it doesn't happen a lot. I'll it's, grant you. They're so, going to play it out. All right. When we come back, Michael talks some college football as we head into the New Year's Day Bowls, and we'll look ahead to the rest of the week and also a little bit of a look ahead at Eagles Seahawks. That's it. After this, here on Work of the Beat. Looking to reach the sports fans of Philadelphia in a brand new way? This is Kevin Cooney. Each week, the Work of the Beat podcast with Mike Kern and I brings the hottest topics into this sports crazed town with the people and the events that shape the landscape. Now, your business could connect with those people by advertising on the Work of the Beat podcast. Join us at 267-546-7277 or email us at workingthebeat at gmail.com to find out how you can reach out to this growing audience. It's the best sports talk in Philadelphia, and you can be a part of it. That's 267-546-7277 or workingthebeat at gmail.com to join the Working the Beat podcast family. Welcome back as we continue on as Mike... Uh, one, let's get the reaction to the college football playoff 
Clemson rallying against Ohio State to win. See, here, here's the one. Like, I have an Alabama <laughs> friend of mine, and he's a good guy. He's His first reaction was, well, you know, Alabama, you know, is a better team than Oklahoma. They should be. Look, I have no doubt that Alabama is a better team than Oklahoma. You lost two games. Mm-hmm. They lost one. They were their conference champion. Well, they lost one. Alabama lost two. They lost to Auburn at the end. Oh, yeah. Okay. If they had won that game, yeah. there would have been some controversy about, and I still think Oklahoma would have got in, because I think if you left two conference champions, at, well, one conference champion, I just think it would have been a problem. But I think Alabama might have got in. Okay, whatever. Um, and Alabama with two would have got in mm-hmm. if they had one loss. Uh, but, yeah, but I mean, and this is why I think at some point it has to go to eight teams. Only because you and have And this is a bad year to make the eight-team argument because you can make an argument there was only three real good teams this year. There's th- No, there's three great teams. Mm-hmm. Then you have some good teams. But, I mean, in all due respect to Matt Rule, Baylor was this close to making the playoffs. And, and I just don't see Baylor being in that kind of – but anyway. No. But you have to, I think, put a system in where the five champs get in. I don't care if Washington's 9-3 and three or 10-3. and three. You get in. Um, so you take five and I don't know what you do with the, with the, the, the leagues like temples in, mm-hmm. I don't know if you can guarantee them a spot. Maybe if they go unbeaten and are in the top eight or 10 of the college football rankings, you know, so that would leave you three wild cards in most years. Well, okay. So your wild cards this year would have been Bama. I'm guessing would have gotten in probably, uh, would Penn state have gotten in? No, because no. Wisconsin. No, Wisconsin had three losses. Um, Wisconsin may have gotten in, though, because Wisconsin ended up at the Rose Bowl. Would Bauer have gotten in? <sighs> Who do you think were the next best three teams that, that weren't in? Bama? Well, you're taking... Hold on. So are you, ta- you, taking, are you mandating um, somebody from the group of five? I'm eliminating the group of five because everybody had one loss. There okay. wasn't an unbeaten team. I mean, the group of six. Or a group of six, yeah. So you have the five conference champs. So who won the Pac-12? Was it Oregon? Oregon. Okay, so you have Oregon. Oregon would have been in. Oregon, Oklahoma, LSU, Ohio State, State, and Clemson. Okay, so who else would have got... I, I put Bama in as my sixth team. Tell me who the other two are. I don't... I am I mean, Utah? Would Utah have gotten in? I don't think so. What? Well, who are you talking is seven. You're talking... Oh, in the, fi- in the final pl- in the final ranking, Georgia was five. Oh, I forgot Georgia. Georgia was five. Oregon was six. Baylor was seven. Wisconsin was eight. Ahead of Bama? Bama is 13. See, okay. And I don't know what they're going on. My eye test tells me that Bama should have been higher than that, but okay. Auburn, 12. Yeah. I, I, and, I, and two was her. Me, me. So, okay, so you would have taken Georgia. You would have taken Baylor. You would have taken... It doesn't really change yeah. the dynamic. There's but I'm just three, saying. Those three at the top would have still right. been the But to me, Bama and Clemson, get, I mean, all these people were saying, well, Clemson didn't, you know, bull crap. Look, I mean, there's something to be said here that the semifinals have never been good in this thing. And, and obviously, Saturday night, the, the Fiesta Bowl was different. Um, but, you know, we're now 12 years, we're now six years into it, which means 12 semifinals and three right. have been one possession games. Okay. But, I mean, think about this year, though. Funny thing, if it was still the BCS system, and I didn't think, I didn't have a big problem with the BCS system, because like mm-hmm. you're saying, most years there's two teams that are kind of, who would have got left out? Clemson, probably. Whew. Because they would have used the strength of schedule against Clemson. And I, I, 
I would have not a big problem with that. But if I'm sitting there in the committee, or if I'm Clemson, and I'm going to sit there and say, wait a minute, we've won two of the last three titles. We've won 26 games in a row, and you're going to tell us. It's my same argument I used to give for Bama every year. They've earned the right to get. See, I would have, if you tell me that Clemson's won 26 straight games and is the defending titles, and you can't defend your title, I got a problem with that. That, that's just me. And I know that's not fair to Ohio State or, or yeah. LSU. 29 is Clemson's streak. Well, so whatever it is. And LSU definitely deserved to be the one seed because they beat like five top 10 teams but at the time were top 10 teams. So I got no problem with that. It just, it was, the, the BCS never worked when there was three divided into two. You just mm-hmm. can't do it. So, you know, but I think, the two, I think two of the three best teams are playing. I mean, maybe Ohio State, is certainly in that conversation. Do you think the official screwed Ohio State? Um, not on not on the uh, on the targeting call. No, on you the fumble. Me? On the fumble, though, I've seen it about ten times. I it's I, a it's, catch it's, and a fumble. I'm not sure. The, I Let me put it this way: the call on the field was catch and fumble. Right, so they you have can't to, reverse that. Well, you can reverse it because that's we always argue that they should reverse. Like last year, in the, last night in the 49ers game. That non-pass interference call in the next to last play or whatever play it was, and everybody's shouting, well, they should have overturned it. Now, you're telling me they shouldn't overturn it because if the call on the field, but if the call on the field is wrong, when I watch that play. Was that an egregious wrong? I don't think, this is just my opinion, and I'd have to see some more, the guy ever had control of the football long enough for to be determined to catch. That's me. See, I think in college football. He didn't have the ball like here, he kind of had the ball, and it was kind of all over the place. But maybe, you know, maybe it was a catch. If you're an Ohio State fan, you're going to think it was a catch. No. If you're a Clemson fan, you're going to say, hey, it, I, maybe they shouldn't have overturned it. But then if, if you're not going to overturn a call, then why have, the over, why have a guy? Like, they obviously saw something, or they thought they saw something, that made them overturn that call. And, and the targeting call was an overturn call. Because they didn't call that either, and that was a clear and that was a clear target. Not You're according right. to the Ohio State guy. Well, that was a clear target. I will make the argument that the one thing on the targeting rule that has to be addressed is I'm not I know sure. What you're say. I don't think it should be an automatic ejection. I agree with you. I agree with you 100. percent And and I don't know how you change that, but I don't think this is going to sound weird. I don't think it was that guy's intent to do what he did. I think it just kind of happened that the helmet was there. He Okay. Lawrence dips his head. A little it, bit. Yeah. I say, give him the penalty, but you're not out of the game. I totally agree with you, Kevin. If you want to make it where it's a judgment call on the official on, what, like, when the official goes to look at it on review, mm-hmm. the official views that it wasn't like malicious. Like if he fly, if he flew, if he, if yeah. he kind of, yeah. Okay. Yeah. How about uh, the one in the Oklahoma game? That was that was a targeting role. That was not an, only was it that a targeting call. That was a it cheap. was the stupidest play I've seen in college football in like 150 years. The quarterback is rolling out, but I'm not going to make a play on the quarterback. I'm going to go knock that was set on a score some sort. Good, right in front of a camera where everybody sees in you. The national championship game, and you're your Oklahoma's right. best defense. Hey, it wasn't going to make a difference. Oklahoma was going to lose by 30. Didn't matter. But really? And then you're just shaking your head. What did I do? Dude, this is what you did. And there's too many people playing football these days that do that. I've seen the Eagles do it 15 times this year. Guy will do something what like that. And, and then he, he goes like this with his hands. Like, what did I? Come on. D- d- you did this. There's cameras everywhere now. It's like security video. Yeah, there's cameras everywhere. They're going to catch everything. But if I'm Ohio State, 
yeah, I, I, I'm sure I would feel like I got the worst of it. And I'm not saying he's wrong because maybe it was a fumble, you know? Maybe. Um, but I'll tell you what, it's going to set up a hell of a championship game. We're going to, we'll get to the championship game since there's still two weeks before that. Okay. Uh, let's it's going get, to be a great game. Let's though. get to the four January first bowls. And by the way, oh, wait a minute, let me call my bowls up. It, it is a disgrace that there's only four. Bowl Think games. about that. On, well, are, on New Year's Day. Well, no, here, here's the thing, though. There only used to be four, but they were the four big games. Yeah. That was the difference. Now you have two, I, bi- two big games and two other. I don't even know if it's two big games, but yeah, whatever. Well, two big names. Two big names, yeah. But I, I, New Year's Day and people who are, who are probably 35 or 40 or under don't That's get us. this. It was the great day of the year. Yep. Because, Seven, well, it used to be three games. Then, then, they, then they, no, four. It was four, and then they put the Fiesta Bowl. Right. So there was five. So in the morning, in, in, like, used to be sugar, cotton. Well, the cotton was first. That was like a noon game, noon, whatever. Right. Fiesta was was right was like kind of started at halftime at the Cotton Bowl. The Rose Bowl always had that four thirty window, like four thirty. Yeah, five o'clock. To five, right. It is the and, one and game. And then at night you, you had the orange and the sugar, and then the sugar started moving around. Sometimes the sugar would be like New Year's Eve. Right. It all depended. And it was just a great day to watch. I mean, and it was 10 good teams. It, it was never, you know, it was always good teams. Um, but you know what? We're not going to change history. All right. So. Let me give you the matchups here. Uh, the Outback. So I mentioned that I had Western Michigan and Western Kentucky in the yeah. under today. Congratulations. Now, if they're in overtime, well, if they're in overtime, I could be dead. I also took, for anybody that cares, I don't know why. I, just, I don't like anybody in that Virginia-Florida game. That is a final 23-20. I covered. Okay, yeah. good for me. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm seven and one. Do you like anybody in the Florida? See, if I if I was going to take anybody tonight, I would lean towards Virginia, only because I don't know. But it's Florida in Florida. Mm-hmm. I, I can't bet against that, can I? No. Really? Do you like anything on New Year's Eve? Let's go down to games. Uh, Kentucky, Virginia Tech, two and a half late. Now it's Bud Foster's last game. It is. He's a legend down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if I leaned in either way, I'd probably go with the Techs. Arizona State, Florida State, and the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Arizona State's got their two best offensive players not playing. They're sitting out. Mm. Otherwise, I would like Arizona State because I don't think much of Florida State. Right. And Arizona State has been in a lot of close games this year for whatever that's worth. Next game, K-State, Navy. Navy. I would go the Navy route, but K-State's not a bad team. No, they're not. It's also, in, that's a game's in Memphis, correct? I think Liberty Bowl, right? That, yeah, that's where Mal- Malcolm Perry, the the quarterback from um, oh from Navy, from Navy is from Memphis. So I, I mean, I would lean towards Navy, Wyoming, Georgia, Georgia State. I couldn't tell you a player in the game, so I, I have no idea. I yeah, the, the Texas Utah. I can't come up with a reason. Texas beat Georgia last year, like kind of they snuck in. I guess the whole question is: Is Utah going to care about being there? You know, I don't know this because they they could have won. The, the, although they still wouldn't have gotten the playoffs, but they would have been in the Rose Bowl. That would have been that is the uh, Alamo Bowl, which nobody will be watching. And Texas watching has been Seacrest weird all year. Or right? Anderson Cooper or whatever. Yes, I won't be watching any of that. I might be watching Anderson Cooper, Alabama, Michigan. Now here's where I would get. I might tease Alabama with somebody. I mm-hmm. got to find the somebody because I don't think they're losing the game. Okay, and and I would tend to take them giving the seven. Mm-hmm. Because of hardballs, whatever. But again, th- th- what do you think? Does Alabama really care? I don't know. And they're not playing with Tua, but the other kid's not bad. No. I mean, you wouldn't take Michigan, right? No. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, if Alabama wants to play in that game, 
they're probably going to win like 45-24. Yeah, pretty much. Give or, okay. Minnesota-Auburn, you have any thoughts on that? Uh, I like Minnesota. I think Minnesota will treat this game like it's a Super Bowl. Okay, they did lose three of the last four. I get it, but okay. I, think, I think Minnesota plays that game for them. And Auburn's defense is pretty good. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay. Uh, hey, look. I think you're probably... I, I'll take P.J. Fleck. Artificially trying, not bad. Artificially trying to jack everybody up and everything. I, 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 I'll take Minnesota. Yeah, but you're right, though. That's a, for, for them, that's that's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the Rose Bowl, not a bad game, right? Yeah, I love Oregon. You love Oregon? I love Oregon. Okay. Why? Uh, Justin Herbert's last game there. Justin Herbert's really good. But the running back from Whiskey. I can't, in my head, I can't get over the fact that Wisconsin lost to Illinois. Illinois won eight games this year. I mean, I'm just saying. Six. Was it, it was only six. Okay, six my six. bad. Um, okay, yeah, but like I said, you know, everybody has that game. I mean, Clemson almost, you know, lost. I eight. just think this is Oregon. Oregon, I think also. Look. Doesn't Wisconsin travel well? Won't there be like 45,000 red people out there? Well, there'll be a ton of people from Oregon, too. Yeah. It'll be uh, green, half green. Half, like Kind of like when Temple plays Penn State. They'll all be wearing Nike. Um, yeah, well, that's I, a good point. Yeah, good point. I'll say this about Oregon. I think, you know, I know you think that sometimes there's too much meant to, about making statements and everything. After the way Oklahoma played in Oregon was presumably... The team left out. But they had two losses. They weren't I, I understand, yeah. but Oregon felt like they should have been more in the discussion. I think no. this is where they get. That's fine. Oregon wasn't in the discussion as soon as they lost. When you got your second loss, you're out of the discussion unless you're Alabama. Then maybe you can be in the discussion. That, okay, that has to change. We're probably, no, it doesn't have to change. Okay. You, you lose two Go games. Go ahead. Okay. Um, we're going to do this again probably Thursday or do you think in Friday? Thursday. Okay. Then I'm going to maybe, Okay. I'm but looking at probably the, not in time for the bowl games. That's why I'm going to go through those bowl games. Okay, I think. By really, the way, I, I'll take Georgia over Baylor. Okay, I think there's too much distractions around Baylor right. That's now. a really interesting game. Georgia was in this situation last year and lost to Texas outright. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think they were even actually giving more. I will guarantee. I don't know who to play in that game. I, I, because I, my heart's with Matt Rule. The only thing I'll guarantee about that game is there'll never be as many New York writers interested in the results of a, a Sugar Bowl. Maybe it'll be down the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, I know. Um, now, the next game, we'll go. These are games on the second now. It's a few of them. Cincy, BC, I could not play BC. Although, not having Steve Adazio there might help BC. <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah. But Cincinnati, <laughs> Cincinnati for most of the year was a decent team. Um, and they, they almost beat uh, Memphis. In, in in at Memphis twice, I think I would take Cincinnati. That might be the game I would I would tease with Bama. I tease Bama down to a win and Cincy down to a win because I don't and, and BC might shock the crap out of me. But as I'm looking at the schedule, by the way, yes. Do you know what the low the get in the door ticket price for Clemson LSU is? Let me guess. This is not the face value. This is the secondary market. Is this, is get it, in the door. Right. This is not the price on the ticket. No. Boy, it's, it's 80 miles from Baton Rouge, brother. I've been down there for one of these. When they descend upon the city, usually the day before the game, two days maybe. It's on a Saturday, the national title game? Monday. Okay, they'll arrive Saturday. The, 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 you'll see all these people who, who know they're not getting into the game. They don't care. I'm going to be low. I know I'm going to be low. 2,500? Well, no, 800. Oh, I don't think that's a lot at all. Give give it another week and a half, Kevin. I know. I'm just saying, tickets as low as eight hundred and three dollars. Now maybe Clemson people won't 
be interested because they've won two titles. And they, I, I will guarantee you, it's still the, a weekend. The Baton Rougers and the two times they won their national titles was in that stadium, and then they lost to Alabama in that in that arena. Okay, let me see what else we got. Does Does Tennessee Indiana do anything for you? No. Okay. If I'll be honest, like I know most of them don't. All these games, there um, are too many bowl games. Well, I could cut, well, that's a foregone conclusion. I could cut twenty of them. But see now, just for goofy argument's sake, I think is a better. You can win some of these. I like. I think I, it's I good understand. betting opportunities because, like, I'm sure in that Indiana Tennessee game, there's probably one side that really is should be the play that I'm not like aware of. Um. And it's only two and a half. Like, I know some of these games where people, teams, I think people get caught up in wanting to bet, like, the Rose Bowl, in, where it's two na- team names that you know and everything like that. Um, but, yeah, of course there's too many games. And, and well, I'm not talking, like, five too many. I'm talking, like, 15 too many. But then, you know, then Temple might not go to a bowl game. Yeah. And that's, you know, they don't want that. Uh, StubHub, by the way, 850 to yeah. sit in the upper deck. And if, I wonder what the face value of that is. You know, that's buck a, and a quarter, that's buck a great, fifty. That's a great question. I'll, I'll look that up. Yeah. Uh, um, but right. the so, biggest party I'm telling you in New Orleans will be outside that stadium. It will resemble Mardi Gras um, because they all start coming in in the cars on like on Saturday. I'm going to say Saturday or Sunday, maybe Sunday. You can't. I bet you can't get a hotel room. Uh, close to New Orleans. I bet you, you can either. Four fifty. So they've only doubled. Yeah, that's cheap. Still, I mean, I'm 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 saying cheap in a relative term. But if you were going to the game, let's say, let's say, like, what would be the most you would ever spend for a ticket to an event? Well, I wouldn't spend zilcho because I'm not that guy anymore. I'm I'm the guy that wants to sit in front of my TV, watch the game. I remember when the Eagles were playing the Jack, uh, were playing um, the Pats in two hundred four in the Super Bowl. I briefly considered, I was doing a lot of WIP at the time, driving, getting in my car on a Saturday. Where was this? The, the game's going to be in Jacksonville when the Eagles were oh, playing Eagles, the Pats. Yeah. I was going to get my son, drive to Jacksonville. What's that, about 13, 14 hours? About 12. 12. Okay, 12. And just see what we could do. You know, because I because I was one of those guys, <laughs> when are we going to be in the Super Bowl? Again? Yeah. Um, but then the thing that made me think against it was, I thought I was going to get all the way there not be able to get a ticket and wind up watching at a bar, you know, or someplace. I just didn't want to do that. So like I'm looking at the Eagles. Well, what would you pay for a Notre? Let me ask you a question. So Notre Dame's in the net, which they've been in the national title game. You see, here's the thing. How much would you pay? See, I think a lot of this has to do with a fan base. You're asking me, would I pay to go to the LSU Clemson game? No. Like next year, the nat- the national semifinals right. are the Sugar Bowl and the Rose Bowl. Okay, and if Notre Dame somehow made it to a Rose Bowl, Rose Bowl is great. I would I would probably pay a thousand dollars. Okay, but you're a Notre Dame guy, right. and I understand that. I, I I know it's the combination of seeing Notre Dame in the national semifinals and at the Rose Bowl. I'm with you. I I, I mean, but to me, if Notre Dame was playing in New Orleans, and I was you, I would think about that too. Yeah, where's the national title game next year? Uh, Arizona? No. Miami? No. No, they just got done with Jerry Miami. World? Uh, might be back at Jerry World. Hold on here. I hate Jerry World. College football. 
2021. I know. Playoff. Go ahead. Keep talking. Yeah. The um but I think it has to do with your fandom. I really do. Like, you know, if, if I was a Penn State person and Penn State was playing like you just said, like in the Rose Bowl or maybe somewhere even closer, like some place you could drive to, like Atlanta. It is Miami next year. Okay. Miami next year. So yeah, Miami's a good trip. Then the following year, uh, the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl are the, are the two national semis next year right. on New Year's Day. Right. See, that's that's how it should be. Yeah. Uh, that's proper. The following year, the semifinals are the Cotton and the Orange Bowl on New Year's Eve. Okay. And the championship game is in Indianapolis. See, that does not. But if you're a Midwest person, like if, if Ohio State gets there, it, spread, Penn, it spreads it around. Yeah. Right. But I'm saying, like, I would almost, from a fan standpoint, rather go somewhere that's easy to get to than go to a Rose Bowl and spend it. Uh, you know, your airfare is going to mm-hmm. be more. But it's the Rose Bowl. Right. Like, if you've never been to the Rose Bowl, and the only problem with the national title game, because I covered two of them out there, mm-hmm. is the game doesn't start in daylight. Yeah. A true Rose Bowl to really experience it starts starts in the daylight, and as the game is ending, the sun's going down over those mountains, and it's it's like incredible. But the Rose Bowl, and look, I've, I've been in better facilities than the Rose Bowl, but it's the Rose Bowl. You know, I always like. I'll tell you the one I liked was Sun Devil Stadium. Sun Devil Stadium. Now, now they play it in Glendale, and you know the, but the mountain in the back. Sun Devil no. Stadium is a cool stadium. It's like forty. I don't know. Maybe it seats more than I'm thinking. Maybe 50. Well, it seated 70 at one point. Okay. Maybe I'm okay. But it's just a cool setting. It, it was just, it, you know, it, yeah. was, it was, I like the old Orange Bowl. The old Orange Bowl was a dump, but it was, it was cool. It was like, yeah. you know, it's like. In two, it, after Indianapolis, it goes then to, in the next cycle. I'm surprised be, he took it to Indianapolis. Next cycle, then it'll be Los Angeles at the new. Oh, uh, the new thing. Okay. Yeah, the only thing with Indianapolis is, I mean, you could run into weather. Yeah, you know, it's it's January the tenth. I mean Oh, it is a, de- a dome. I'm not talking but you know how it is getting around sometimes. You know, if you if if, if you go yeah, to a Super Bowl we've and been, we've both been to Indianapolis. Indianapolis is what type of city where everything's connected. I, I agree with you. But I'm just talking about if you suddenly got a fifteen, twenty inch snow, uh then yeah, you know, the, a couple matter. days before the game, it it can yeah. oh yeah, Indianapolis is a great yeah. Um, and venue. the turnaround is actually compared to this year. It's fairly quick. It'll be my, uh, January 10th as opposed to right. with the semifinals on New Year's Eve. Nine years. Yeah. But, but and the great thing about, about Indianapolis is St. Elmo's. If you can get in. Yeah. It's one of the great steakhouses anywhere with the shrimp the, the, the shrimp cocktail that burns your, your sinuses out. Um, but you probably can't get in. I mean, it's, it's, it's tough to get in. But once you're, I mean, I think the, the airport's like 40 minutes out, right? Right. But once you're downtown, now that's the other thing, Kevin. A lot of people might not be staying downtown. Downtown. That's the other thing. Because I don't know what those hotel things are, are going to go for and, you know, what have you. Uh, Steak and Shake, too. Yeah. Which is actually up on Street Road now. Really? Yes. Where at? Uh, right St- near Archbishop Wood. Oh, way up. Okay, okay. Up near my son. My yeah. son lives up. Yeah, there, there was one in Myrtle Beach. Yeah. That we've gone to a couple times, but that was Girardi's play. We we're walking. We couldn't get in St. Elmo's. Something. It was crap. I don't know. Whatever. Hey, come on. We're going. <laughs> and he put his steak. And shake. Yeah. I, loves steak I didn't and know shake. what a steak and shake was. Yeah, I'm just, okay, Dick, what are we going to do? And it's, I wouldn't say it's great, but it's, it, it's good. The milkshakes are pretty good. Milkshakes are really good, which of course now my, I'm going to try to cut down on that crap. I hear I'm, you. I'm dumb. Hey, look. And your wife's uh, cookies. Chocolate chips. I only had one. I only had one. 
I tried. So what is New Year's like at the, at the Kearns? Well, we're going New Year's Eve. We go to my wife's friend who lives right near that elementary school up there. Um, Fitzpat, not Fitzpatrick. Right. My kids went to it. I can't remember. That. Anyway, down on Morrell Avenue. Um, so, and they have this tradition when New Year's, they all walk around the block with banging their pots and pans or whatever. And, um, the one year it was about minus nine. Uh, and then this year, I, pro- I might have went down to South Philly and, and met Eddie Barkowitz on Second Street. He would have got me in trouble. But my son's friend, who I know pretty well, he lives down in South Philly now on Broad Street near Talk of the Town or whatever it's called. Yeah. He, he's having like a, an all-day all kind of open house thing, so we're going to go down there for a few hours and eat free food and drink free drink. That's what I do best, Kevin. You, I, are, I'm, you are America's guest. I, you know what? And I would not argue the point, and, and it's a good thing. To be America's guest. It is. And then you give back. You know, you give back. Like, So you're not into like watching like the old Dick Clark show or anything. Oh, if I was home, I think there's going to be a, a um, Twilight Zone marathon. I think we'll be on the sci-fi. One year I was sick. Mm-hmm. I was really, the year Penn State lost to USC in the uh, Rose Bowl. So that's a while ago. That's like 12 years. Yeah. I was dead. And I sat there and I hadn't seen them in, in forever. And I watched like fifty-five episodes of of um of because the Rose Bowl was so bad because Mark Sanchez was skewering them. Um, so I did that, and, and you know, um, the old Dick Clark's, I, they they run them like on some. Oh, now at Seacrest at night, you mean? Yeah, yeah, but I, I thought you were talking about like New Year's no, Day. No, 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 no. The house I will be at, they will have Ryan Seacrest on. I'm sure. That does nothing for me. None of that does nothing. All those idiots that go up to Times Square and sit there for 15 hours so they can see that ball drop, and then good luck getting home, and or if you have to go to the bathroom. Um, I don't know. I, once in my life, like about 15 years ago, if you had said, Mike, I'll go up with you once. I'll do it once. But unless you're taking me to Trey Calori, <laughs> like, you know. Yeah, that's wonder easy. if Trey Calori's open. Like they that. are. To like what time? What, what would be like 10 o'clock maybe? I think actually till two, but if you go there, you'd never get back, back in Times Square, right? No, because you're locked in, pinned in. Oh, uh, pinned in. I'll tell you what. If you, if you give me my choice, I'll take Trey Calori. You can be pinned in. I'll, 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 I'll just listen. <laughs> Could you imagine getting that veal parmesan? I tried or the lasagna. Since I remember it, the lasagna. Since it's my wife's birthday on the first, I have tried to get into the marquee there. Oh, God, you're going to spend like 900 bucks. Well, more than that. I was looking at points. Oh, okay. I tried spending points. You could take the $1,000 and go on a trip for crying out loud. Go away well, for a she weekend. Had, she used to mention it as a bucket list item that she wanted to do it once. Okay. And I looked hey, at look, And I took her to New York. You didn't have enough points? No, they just don't. They yeah, don't because play. only they're. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, it's New Year's Eve. Um. They don't and you could actually from there you could just look out their window, right? If you exactly. Had the, if you had the right window. Yes. Uh, but I also looked at it as I took her to New York then like a couple months ahead of time. She had never kind of been in that portion of Manhattan. She took one look at what that was like on a normal. Don't want to go back. No. But you took her to Trey Glory? I took her to Trey Glory. Well, that's but that's the reason you go. Yes. It's like when we were in Brooklyn that year. In Brooklyn, Brooklyn's Brooklyn. Where we were wasn't bad. No. It was, we had some good meals. We got that cheesecake place. Um, yep. Juniors. Juniors. We, we had a couple really good meals, as I recall. Yeah, life was good, but I'm not a New York guy. I'm, I'm, 
I am. Uh, I, I think it's. I'm weird. more of a New York guy than a DC guy. I'm not a DC guy either. I, I, oh, the one time I. Are you a Boston guy? Boston's nice. I did. I did like the couple times here. DC. I, what I should do sometime. Me and my wife have talked about this because, especially now, my daughter lives in Baltimore. Going down for like a, like a weekend and just going to some of the museums and stuff, like seeing yeah. things, seeing the monuments. I mean, you know, my kid had a had a when he was in high school had a field trip, and I was like one of the chaperones, so I went mm-hmm. down. I think we went to the Smithsonian. I'm trying to remember where we went. I won't mind doing that, and I want to go to that legendary chili hot dog place. It's, what's the name of that? Um, Ben's Chili. Ball. Ben's Chili Bowl. I just I've seen it so many times. It's good. Did you have you been there? The, the dog with I understand, Joey. I understand. Just not a Take your own brat sauce. Yeah, that, that sauce. <laughs> but the, yeah, there's things like that. Like, like now I still want to get to the pit beef place. I've told my son-in-law about it. I, it's not really I, near where he, he lives. I'll tell you off air. I had an update on that friend who was getting Oh, I'm so alive. Yeah, you're not going to tell me anything. No. Okay. I saw him at the Stanston. Oh, you did? Yeah, he's I do want to take my son along because he loves beef. Right. Any New Year's wishes before we? Uh, the same wish I have every year. Tony Lee, I do this on Tony's golf show. I just hope that everybody's 2020 better than everybody's 2019. I hope it's your best year ever, whatever that means, and that we're all back here again next year to be able to do this. Because if we've made it to next year, then we've done pretty good. There's nothing more I can add to that, but have a great, safe, don't drink and drive. I didn't play my line. New Year's Eve. (laughs) What's up with that? We'll talk. (laughs) We'll talk to you on Thursday. Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah. Take care. Thank mm-hmm. you.